Hello, listening audience of Best of Five. This is Elon. Uh, I usually don't talk to you guys like this, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna be trying to take better care of you guys moving forward. Uh, I screwed up. So the the first half of or like the first quarter of our stream was muted because I had some copyrighted music. But welcome to season seven of Best of Five. We had some big announcements. I'll catch you guys up here. We switched back to our Tuesday spots, so our live streams are on Tuesdays at. 5 p.m. Central. We got ourselves a new co-host. Our new co-host is Automatic, also known as Jibbo. Uh, can't believe he said yes to doing this and then did it. He's a cool guy, and we just in the first episode, we already had a lot of fun. And last but not least, uh, I'm looking to hopefully release these every Wednesday, the day after our recording. So stay tuned for more. One more thing I almost forgot. If you guys want to give us a review on whichever podcast platform you listen to us, please do so. Uh, it'll help us out quite a bit, and it'll let me know how you guys are liking the show and what you guys want, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So thanks for listening. And here is the episode starting with our recap because I'm a dumb dumb and forgot to record it locally. Enjoy. Everybody, welcome to season seven of the Best of Five, uh, episode two hundred and ninety-seven, I believe. Uh, the last one we talked about Paris Games Week, so it's been a while. To start us off, we have our tournament recaps, our weekly recaps. The Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek Memorial—he's not dead; he just retired. Tournament recaps. So we're doing something a little bit different this time around. So everybody, enjoy this week's. Weekly recap. Welcome to the new and improved Ace King Offsuit Jurek Memorial Recap. We're starting off with the Capcom Pro Tour 2023. We had the US Canada East online premiere this past weekend, and it was taken by a nail biter of an ending by Knuckle Dude taking the big first place and qualifying for Capcom Cup 10 and a shot at that $2 million prize pot. Banana Can. With a heartbreaking second place, he came out of winner's side and unfortunately got reset. And 0-3'd Najee taking the big third place. America's Ryu hero, the 16-year-old Paladin, taking a big fourth. Flux Waves and Punk tying for fifth. And Kami and Ramos tying for seventh, rounding out the rest of the top eight for the U.S. Canada East Capcom Pro Tour online premiere. The final good-ass Tekken Tekken 7 tournament for the Tekken World Tour Finals was this past weekend. Let's start off at the last chance qualifier. Joe Crush taking the big win, getting himself into the big finals over 8K. VDX taking a heartbreaking third place. Genghis Don taking a fourth place. America's Heroes showing out. Ao Richie and Ty tying for fifth. And GK777 and Infested, the Korean Invader. Tying for seventh, rounding out the rest of your top eight. And last but absolutely not least, the final Tekken World Tour Finals of Tekken 7 with the big non-surprising winner, Arslan Ash from Pakistan, taking the big win and sealing off this Tekken 7 historic tournament. Cherry Berry Mango taking a big second place. Olsan taking a big third place. Low High taking the fourth place. Rang Chu and Japan's only representative, Ao, tying for fifth. And the Lords, me and John Ding, 
tying for seventh, rounding out the final Tekken 7 Tekken World Tour Finals. Now that we're done looking towards the past, let's look towards the future. This weekend on Capcom Fighters, we have the final Capcom Pro Tour online premiere for the North America Midwest. There is somebody on this show who signed up. Will they actually show up? That remains to be seen, but this weekend we will have Street Fighter 6 action to see who will be qualifying to Capcom Cup 10. And that is your weekly recap. <laughs> we did it. Nicely done. Nicely done. Yeah, I, uh, I I did it like literally like 30 minutes before the show, and I realized I say big a lot, and I hate it. I'm gonna stop that now. Big's a good word. I, I need I need bigger words, better words. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just gotta go bigger, man. Yeah, bigger with my big words. Uh, so, uh, automatic. Did you get to play any of Tekken Seven? By the way, I did. I played Jin when it first around when it came out. And I watched a bit of it. I happened to be in Okinawa, and a friend of mine, he would go to the arcades there, and he was a big Tekken 7 player. And I dabbled in it at the time, and some of like looking at frame data and how the game mechanically works. But I didn't know I played that well, you know, mm -hmm. how, like applying that stuff. But I would tell him, like, hey, when you're at disadvantage, try Magic 4 because it's going to frame trap or do this. He's like, really? That works? And then he did it, and it worked. I'm like, yeah, see, look. It was uh, it was Jin's Electric and then Magic Four, and that just sets up the frame track perfectly. I was like, oh, 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 yeah, man, numbers. <laughs> so yeah, numbers. I got I got some experience with Tekken Seven. I also played Leroy when he came out, and all of a sudden I was really good at Tekken. Mm -hmm. Same. And then when they nerfed Leroy, I was no longer good at Tekken. That was sad. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, it's crazy because Tekken Seven kind of got me into Tekken, and Tekken is. I think the only game where I go 0 and 2 almost consistently and I'm okay with it. I just don't know enough about Tekken to do well at all. Uh the only tournament the the funny thing is the best I've ever performed at a Tekken tournament was the first tournament I ever entered Tekken in which was Combo Breaker 2017. I was like one match away from losers finals in my pool and I played on stream I twice. I, I won once. I and I had no idea how to play but other people didn't know how to play either so you know, we, we, we scrub some people out. Uh, but I think the craziest thing about Tekken 7 is the wild-ass uh, guest characters that they had, right? Like, I think mm. out, of, out, out of other fighting games, I think they had quite possibly, like, the most diverse cast when it comes to guest characters. Because they had Geese. They had Akuma. They had N Negan mm. from, uh, from Walking Dead. I'm trying to think who else. Noctis, Noctis from Final Noctis? Fantasy. That's right. Oh man! Uh, like, are there any other games that have like that kind of a wild guest character roster? I'm trying to think. Not that wild. Soul Calibur does some strange stuff, but other than that, right. I can't really. Yeah, I think what was what was it Soul Calibur for that they had? Uh, what's it? What's it called? Uh, Yoda and Darth Vader. Yeah, <laughs> I think Link was in one version of the console or something really weird like that. I heard, oh, yeah, but some, some game had Spawn. I don't know if it's Mortal, Mortal Kombat actually does a decent job as well. Yeah, very true. Uh, I, yeah, I think actually uh, Soul Calibur 2 was the one where every version, every different console had a different guest character. So I think Xbox had Spawn, PlayStation had Heihachi, and GameCube had Link. Uh, that's crazy. 
I'm so happy that that doesn't happen anymore because I can only I wasn't in the FGC at that time, but I have heard horror stories of people going to tournaments and they only had like a GameCube version when they grinded on like the PlayStation 2 version. Man, that's a whole other, that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> tournaments. Uh, so along with the final uh, the finals and the goodbye to Tekken 7 this past weekend, we saw a lot of crazy content coming out of the Bandai Namco esports account and what like wh give me your thoughts what did you think about we saw Tasty Steve going to Cafe Du Monde we saw uh mm -hmm. Sumi Chu going to a, a ice cream shop we saw Majin Obama taking the biggest bite out of a po' boy I think I've ever seen it competes with Sejam uh taking a bite out of the Portillo sandwich uh what did you think about like the the travel content as it were well the first thing that comes to mind is I was looking at the Capcom side of things during the Tekken World Tour. I actually haven't seen anything, not even like tuned into Eris watching it. I've barely seen any of it, but I have seen Majid Obama bite out of a sandwich, interview, a, I believe, a Korean or Japanese Tekken player trying a sandwich. Mm -hmm. And the video, the, the, the video with Tasty Steve, the, whoever the videographer was, holy smokes. Like, do they work for a big company or something? Like, how it's did they, like, they, it was it was really yeah i don't know amazing. if they contracted i don't know if they contracted somebody or if it, the cameraman was tenno's cameraman but it, it, tenno it did wasn't it. like something's out of focus or the cuts are at a weird spot everything was just beautifully cut and scripted it made them look amazing it told a story within the time constraints it was an amazing video experience and that is so important to showcase for the tournament itself because oftentimes if I just skip a lot of the conversation, tournaments aren't worth your money. If I'm just being honest, mm -hmm. you go 0 and 2. A lot of tournaments don't provide the, you know, like a memorable experience. But what can is the way you interact with other people. You know, you, maybe you pursue fighting people, getting casuals, but also the the local area and just being in a new place and experiencing and creating memories. So it's really cool that they're showcasing that uh, through known players and who are from the area too. It was so cool. Yeah, we have uh, Sumichu go into uh, the gelateria, I think it was. Oh, there it is. So she got to try out some ice cream, which made me a little bit jealous. Uh, now, I, I have to especially give it up to whoever was the person that shot and edited the Café Du Monde episode. Because I, I, don't, have, I don't have the actual uh, video here, but what I do have is this photo of Tasty Steve <laughs> taking a bite out of a Cafe Du Monde beignet. And it's got, dude, even like the Tekken 7 hit sparks of sugar flying everywhere when he's taking that bite. It's it's a work of art, man. It is a work of art. Uh, the last hit slow-mo right there. Oh, yeah. 10,000%. It's so good. Now, before before we before we keep talking, I do, we, we have to do a quick, this is the only award I think the FGC needs and is the only award that the FGC needs to take seriously, is the Big Bite Award. So we've had Sejam taking the bite out of the Portillo sandwich. Now we have Tasty Steve taking a bite out of the beignet. And we have Majin Obama taking a gigantic bite out of a po'boy sandwich. Automatic between Tasty Steve and Majin Obama. Who's got the best bite? Majin Obama free. I 1,000% agree. He looks mad at it. Like, it's mm -hmm. so good. He has to express anger. I think we might actually even have uh, the video of it. Yeah, there it is. Dude, look at that. 
Dude, I just ate and now I'm hungry again. This sucks. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting, you know, you know, how he get nerd chills. What's the fat version of that? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, dude, he, he really had to work for that bite. It's a, it's a thing of beauty. Uh, but I, I was so happy to see that kind of content, especially, and you brought up the perfect point because traveling to tournaments doesn't feel worth it anymore. Right. Especially with how the economical state of the world is. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that too, man. I, I budgeted frosties to see if I could do it and I could, but oh my, four digits came up and I was mm -hmm. like, man, I got to find some friends, a floor to sleep on if I want to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> too over there, man. I can't. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. Cause I used to, I think last year I traveled to the big three, right? I went to CEO, I went to Evo and I went to uh, combo breaker. And I'm still paying that off. <laughs> I had a I had a day job at the time, so I, I you know, I'm still like kind of like working down on the credit card debt off of all those travels, man. <laughs> I can eat. I I got a bunch of Chipotle promo codes too, so I can eat for free. But even with that, man, it's too much. Yeah. Hotel. Also, be careful. Be careful because I think those I think those Chipotle codes expired at the end of the year. If if it was the stuff that they gave out at Evo and at Combo Breaker. Mm, no, it careful. should have lasted for about a year. Oh, okay. Good. Cool, 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 cool. I had to eat Chipotle like once a week if I was going to use all... I got, like 50, I got like 45 codes. Yeah, me too. So what's really funny is I got a shit ton of codes, and then I ate Chipotle once, and I got sick. So I was like, ah, well, <laughs> guess that's not for me. Uh, and I still... I, what's really funny is I still have the card like that I got for getting out of pools at oh. uh, Combo Breaker. I had another one for getting out of pools at Evo. Uh hmm. But I think I'm just keeping these as like, hey, I made it out of pools. Check this shit out. <laughs> I think they've, they've expired at this point. Uh, but speaking of Chipotle, too, I don't know if you saw, but Tekken 7 is, or Tekken is getting a Chipotle menu item. They they went on the Twitter for Tekken and, like, put up polls on, like, what the ingredients should be on the Tekken burrito, as it were. I don't know what the results were. But I can only imagine it would also probably make me sick. <laughs> was that tweet via Chipotle or Bandai Namco? I think it was the, or... the actual Tekken Twitter itself. That's fascinating because, you know, obviously Street Fighters with Chipotle as well. So does that indicate a little sum sum? Is there going to be a little mix of the guac and the salsa? We're going to see another TVS? <laughs> Ooh. Also, I love the fact that you said mix of guac and salsa. I never would have thought of that, and I appreciate it. I just wanted to let you know that. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was going to say, like, oh, are we going to get steak and chicken? Uh, but I don't Does Does Chipotle even have steak? Uh, I guess I know it's they have, carne asada. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know they have, like, the sofritas, which is the vegetarian thing, which is pretty good. I'm a fan of it. Uh, mm. But, yeah, I, I was so happy to – go ahead. Well, Mexican food is one of my favorites because you can just blend it all together like a delicious Mexican paste, and it's still really, really good. <laughs> with the beans, with the rice, with the burrito, all of it can just go together. Dude, I feel so, like right. the way the way you talk about quesobiria is how I talk about pizza, right? <laughs> like, I feel like your love for quesobiria is my love for pizza. So we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll have to. I don't know if you've seen the show before, but we have a lot of bets. I'm a gambling man, mm -hmm. as it were. Uh, so we have a lot of pizza bets. Maybe we'll have to implement quesabiria bets as well. 
So. Oh snap! I'm down. <laughs> I, I think I won one of those pizzas. Uh, you did the music thing. Yes. Mm. Vega and Streets of Rage. Yes, I still have it. It's somewhere on this computer. Uh, that was that was a weird stream. Anyway, we'll talk about that. We'll talk more about that stream <laughs> later. Uh, it was weird, but I had a lot of fun. I it feels like a dream. Uh. But what was really cool about this, going back to what we were actually talking about, the content from Tekken 7, uh, the Tekken 7 World Tour Finals, is having that travel content, I think, is what makes, what is going to make tournaments more appealing moving forward, right? And I think yes. that's been the case for a long time, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And that reminded me as well as how it can tie into advertisers and mm -hmm. local advertisers. And maybe they can start to cut a little something, something like, hey, maybe I can get this venue a little you know maybe cut the cost a little bit and i'll bring some customers to this you know side of town yep no I, it, it always reminds me of is advertisers yeah. working with the fgc yeah no a thousand percent and especially because you know we it's gotten to the point where fgc tournaments are populated right like there's like over like th over like two thousand people going for the big ones right I specifically remember when I went to Combo Breaker at the when it was at the Pheasant Run, there was only like that one Culver's across the street and they would get bodied uh, yeah. every year. They would have and to put up a sign that's like, as well. oh, yeah, it was a gas station, a long line for gas station food. Yeah, no, I, I even remember I, I don't think I'll ever get this image out of my mind of the Culver's having to put a sign saying we're out of food. <laughs> Please go away. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Dude, uh, but I, I, this kind of stuff is exactly what I've been wanting to see from the FGC. So getting somebody like Majin Obama, who is from New Orleans, to like show people around is. So shout outs to Lord Chris Seg and the Tenno folks for shooting that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. man, because that's right up my alley. Beautiful. It's so good. Okay. Um, did you did you have any final thoughts on Tekken on Tekken Seven? Because I think as of not this next week, but I think on Sunday is when it comes out, the new one. It's on the 26th, the same day as the other. 26th, yes. It's on Friday, oh, so next Friday. Now. Damn, dude, it's coming up fast. Uh, really, is it? Yeah, and uh, I think, what was the other game that was coming out too? Uh, Undernight. Undernight 2 is coming out, I think, that oh. same week too. So it's going to be Just a next week. Right? Yeah, next week's going to be heavy FGC, FGC spending week. Ugh. It kind of went by quickly too. Uh, but about Tekken 7, you know, it it seemed great. I'm interested in seeing how Tekken 8 will also... The thing about Tekken is that there is legacy skill, but there is mm -hmm. still... It's one like there's a legacy of fellow boomers complaining about the new, <laughs> the new video game, <laughs> which may or may not be valid. I don't know. But I don't know. It's interesting to be somewhat of an outsider and experience Tekken as is, and then, you know, appreciate what's in front of you and not know the thing that's behind you, not so much. So I wonder how Tekken 8 is going to play out. Are Tekken 7 players going to be like, ah, it's not as blah, 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 blah. I prefer Tekken 7 or DR or whatever. Or is it going to be a whole fresh experience? But what I do suspect is that probably like the beginning of Street Fighter 5, the beginning of Street Fighter 6, and pretty much the beginning of Tekken 7 as well, it's going to be a little nutty, unbalanced, a little jank, broken. Might have a little Akuma in there that's not quite balanced correctly and somehow Punko wins. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. It's always a fun time. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's really funny that I see 
I specifically saw this past week once the finals ended, uh, a couple of very big players saying, oh, Tekken 7 is the last game where the actual good player wins. And I don't think that's correct. <laughs> especially it's, because, it's a... it, I, and I say this especially because I cannot tell you the amount of times I have seen and heard people complaining about 2D characters in their Tekken game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a whole hour long separate discussion we can have on that. But uh it happens nearly every time, but there's a little bit of truth to it every time. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that's hard to cuz like why defend that? What's the point? Yep. <laughs> What's the point of being like this game is not as good? At the end of the day it's like if you like it or not, play it, don't play it. But there's something there's something there's something to it that's slowly almost like the frog boiling in the water or it's like this is okay okay mashing's okay okay mashing uppercut into an ultra is okay okay five frame buffer so combos are okay okay modern controls uh uh, uh that's okay <laughs> and we're gonna get to like one button like I, I have a feeling like in 20 years fighting games are just gonna be literally rock paper scissors we're just gonna but go back to that. Like, have you played High Fights Footsies? I have. No, no, no. But High Fights Footsies is one button, mm-hmm. very, very simple, but it gives you that Footsies experience, the neutral, and it's got a little bit of crazy. It they just with one button. Yep. So it's no, not. A, it's, it's not necessarily. Yeah. 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 It, it's. <laughs> it's. It's. I, I spent way more time than I thought I ever would with that game. I I like that game a lot. So I one thousand percent agree. Okay. But I do hope for the best for Tekken 8. It will be a game that I that I actually purchase because that's been something that I have found challenging lately with the new fighting games that come out. I was like, all right, you get like two weeks. We'll see what Uzi Hall does. <laughs> then I'll then I'll take a bite, maybe. But this one I think is going to be a winner. Yeah, I know it's been a little controversial, especially because it's so different. It, there's it's still Tekken at the end of the day, but the new heat system and the fact that it's called heat mm-hmm. is a little bit weird. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, the new heat system has been. Something that it's it's something that everyone's gonna get used to, much like how in Tekken Seven Rage Arts and Rage Drives were the things that people started getting used to. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious to see what it's gonna look like, man. And I, you know, much like Street Fighter Six, there's already a lot of people playing the illegitimate, like hidden underground crack versions of it. So we'll see how many people have. Oh, yeah. We'll see how many prodigies we have when the game first comes out, and it seems like they've been playing for seven months. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see that as well. So that's going to be fun. Uh, okay. Look. There, it, in this show, there was at once a segment called Block Grab. Essentially, how this segment works is we look at a couple of things. And if we like it, we grab it, right? You grab the things you like. And if you hate it, you block it. You block the things you don't like. So... I think it's about time for us to go back to the best of five roots and get ourselves a block grab. Now, this does have an introduction. I forgot to tell you there is a little introduction video. Uh, we have to provide the sound effects for it. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's okay. it's uh, Akuma Raging Demon. So just create ah. Akuma Raging Demon sound effects. All right, ready? All right, we'll go all right, in three, it. two, one. Ooh. Block grab. <laughs> that was perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we're going to do a little bit of block grab on um, this collaboration 
on Street Fighter 6 that has come out. So they put the character from, I guess, this anime into Street Fighter and, you know, it looks like it's a skin for Jury and that's cool. We'll skip the rest of this. Uh, mm -hmm. But instead of it being a skin for Jury, it's an Avatar skin. So mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that has been, I think, like the... the 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 way Street Fighter Six has gone right with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff, now with mm -hmm. the Spy X family thing. So, in your opinion, this Spy X family costume for your avatar, block or grab, Lord Automatic? Uh, if I could get technical, I I would take the throw. But if I can't take the throw, I'm blocking it. Why? So much like there's, there's two other previous costumes and things of that nature, which was the actual costumes for the character, which had problems where you had to buy way more than you needed with the in-game currency to buy a costume. So you had some spillage. So that was a little bit offensive. And then the Ninja Turtles costumes, which was like 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. That's all optional stuff. And I like that it's there. It's cool. But then you got this is not you know i'm not i'm not the target audience to be fair i think the ninja turtles is cool and costumes are cool but i don't know who this character is that's all right so it doesn't appeal to me in that sense at all but then when i see this trailer there's almost a little hint of deception i can see someone being like uh is this a new character is this character in the game and then maybe they'll purchase it and find out oh this is just an avatar costume i can only play this in the battle hub but maybe that's okay. But to me, it's not my thing. Yeah. No, I 1,000% I agree. Uh, it, it's... I think for us in the FGC in the more competitive mindset, it's difficult to be excited about this stuff, right? Because you can't see it anywhere else other than either the Battle Hub or the World Tour mode, which I have not touched. I haven't touched the World Tour mode since, like, the first month of the game. And since you mentioned that, now that I think about the prior two costume experiences, I don't even know what how much that costs because I'm like exhausted from the other two things that happened. Like, okay, 20 bucks here, more than 10 bucks here. I'm not even interested because even if I was interested, I don't want I don't want to. <laughs> I yeah. get more value out of playing the game anyways. Yeah. So, I I am going to do a very cautious block uh grab on this. Again, I'm I'm not the target audience. Literally, the only thing I know about this anime is that I think the main character wears a suit that's like uh, light blue and it looks kind of cool. Uh, but that's literally all I know. Now, the reason I'm going to grab this is because a for the people that are excited about this uh, mm -hmm. this anime, I'm sure this is pretty cool, right? Seeing this in Street Fighter, mm -hmm. uh, and b the other reason I'm going to grab this is. You can buy it with drive tickets. You don't need to buy oh, the in-game currency. And that's, that's the first good. time I think I have ever spent a single drive ticket in this game. And my character looks badass. <laughs> so, for that um, reason, I'm going to grab. Uh, yeah, it looked pretty good. You're right. <laughs> it even got the earrings. Like, it's pretty sick. <laughs> it's pretty sick. That's good news, though. Yeah, and that's why I kind of I try to break a rule there and have a technicality and take the throw because mm -hmm. I think there's opportunity for there's good things about it and who it might reach out to and the fact that they are branching off and having 
was you know it's not really i guess character but they're collaborating and that's i yeah. think is good yeah i i don't know i don't i don't know if this is the case because i don't have that perspective but i wonder if this makes street fighter a more attractive package for somebody who doesn't have it right like and if they're like fans of spy x family it's like oh you can dress up like that character i wonder if that's like uh oh maybe i'll buy this game now on sale or something. what if it is uh leading to other opportunities too they just like imagine if this is something they did bi-weekly they have some other collaboration that's really you know compact and it's just an avatar thing but it's frequent and it keeps people you know eyeballs on the game and other things you can do because the casual audience is where the money's at for oh, yeah. for real that's who's buying the costumes and playing the avatar battles i do it for fun but mm-hmm. you know like i like being i like suffering in the 1900 mr rank yeah i i'm not even up there man i i, I played i turned on <laughs> i turned on street fighter 6 for the first time in a while uh yesterday and i got into a ranked match literally first thing is round one fight drive rush <laughs> so i was like all right i guess i'm gonna go take a break uh <laughs> so uh and of course i was fighting against the jury too so it was like drive rush low medium kick into drive rush cancel afterwards i and i mm-hmm. genuinely cannot i i just had a moment where i was like all right i'm gonna walk away for a little bit <laughs> uh i do need to start practicing because i signed up for that uh that premiere over the weekend so we'll see what happens there mm. i have no Is hope it- of making it anywhere i just hope i don't go into that's that's the goal that's the goal. Good luck. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe I might not even show up. Who knows? What, who knows? Anything. Literally anything can happen. Uh, chat. I want you guys to spam block or grab on how you guys think about the SpyX family stuff. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think. And if you're on YouTube and or listening to this on your drive to work on the podcast version, uh, literally yell out your car window block or grab right now <laughs> to the person who is uh, to the left of you. If you're driving. If you're riding passenger then to the right please damn everybody oh, blocking block. yeah, everybody's blocking you know them them's the brakes not for us but cool anyway though right i think uh okay did you have any final thoughts on this collab of street fighter 6 oh uh, i mean although i don't like it i'd like to see more of it i mean now that when you mentioned that it's drive tickets that changes the whole thing mm-hmm yeah, if it wasn't drive tickets, I would not have even like thought twice about it. But the fact that it was a drive ticket thing, and I've just been building up drive tickets by accidentally doing the challenges, <laughs> like go into training mode once a week, and you get drive tickets. Uh, but yeah, I I'm curious to see I'm curious to see where they go with it. And there's a part of me that does wish it was like a, a guest costume for a character, right? Though. I wonder if I would feel differently after we saw that it's going to be like $30 for a costume or something. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Our final topic of today, Frosty okay. Faustings. Not this coming weekend, but one weekend after. It is a tournament of firsts. It's the first like big major tournament of... The first big major tur- like multi-game major tournament of 2024, if I'm not ah. mistaken. It is also going to be the first big major tournament for Grand Blue versus Rising. It's oh. going to be the first big major tournament for uh, Undernight 2, which will be coming out. And as of a couple of days ago, I saw on Twitter, it's going to be the first ever 
one day only tournament for Tekken 8. They're doing a tournament oh, just on Sunday. I wonder how that's going to work. <laughs> you got to sign you got to get the, the sign a disclaimer like we might have to just stop and not <laughs> Is it going to be a free tournament? They got to pay money for it. That's I have no luck. idea. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I can't wait to see what comes out of it. Uh but even outside of all of these firsts, it's still a super exciting tournament and I know you had a couple of thoughts about some of the cool stuff that they're bringing in. So what, what do you got for us as far as what frosting, Frosty Faustings brings? Well, you mentioned the Undernight. And I think it's interesting that Undernight is releasing three days prior to the tournament. So mm -hmm. Undernight is a, a little bit like Tekken where the leg legacy skill of the previous game does translate to the current version. So although it'll be a new game, I think most people will know what they're doing who's already played it. But the, I, I, you know, I'd love to see how that happens. Like you get to see the developmental phase of like a pretty much a massive patch and, and actually new characters as well with Undernight. And I am a big fan of Undernight. I have a pretty long-winded story about it and how I, a, a, somebody, somebody from my Twitch chat who I met who was actually staff lived basically down the street. He was like, "You got to play Undernight." I'm like I ain't playing no anime game. <laughs> and then uh, he brought it to a local bar. And I tried it out, and I felt right at home. I immediately was beating his ass. It felt great. I was like, okay, this button does this. This is how I anti-air. Hey, this game's sick. You're right. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Undernight. Uh, and speaking of games that I do like is Third Strike. Third Strike will be there. Uh, I saw 150 players are registered, so maybe Ooh. more or less. And it is a Jazzy Circuit event. And the Jazzy Circuit is a uh, points league so there's tournaments, locals, big tournaments. They're probably weighted differently. And those players at the end of the league, they go into the Jazzy Cup. And it's really cool. They got a big, uh, they get the, I believe it's in Texas, in one of the Texas arcades. Mm -hmm. UFO. My friends it's right down the street from me. Really? That's yep. sick. So that's going to be on head-to-head -head cabs. And that is, in my opinion, the, the correct way, the best way to play Third Strike. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Arcade UFO uh, is where, like, the big Third Strike scene is. Uh, although they recently moved, so the Third Strike scene has kind of been a little fragmented since they've moved. Uh, but they're, as far as I know, they have quite possibly the only head-to-head uh, -head cabs in an arcade here really? in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Was, uh, am I making something up, or is it Akihabara? I believe there's a... Oh, that's in Colorado, I think. Really? Oh, that's where it was last year, I believe. Ah, so, yeah. Could be. Yeah, uh, I know they they usually have a big, uh, what do you call it, uh, a big jazzy circuit event here in Austin because there is mm -hmm. there is a very strong. Uh, what's yes. really funny is Arcade UFO has uh, these this tournament idea that I think is genius is they have team tournaments but it's random, and they have one pool of people who are the pools of people who have been playing Third Strike since the game came out, and they have another pool of people who are just there to have fun, and they pair up. One person who knows how to play and one person who doesn't know how to play randomly. And then oh. they just see how the tournament turns out. It's awesome. It's awesome. That sounds great. Like two, just two, two people on a team. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah, is there's so many cool things you can do with third strike. And they've done something like that here locally in North Carolina, where you have a tournament. They ran two tournaments for third strike in a day. One tournament was called no vets. No veterans can play. In this tournament. <laughs> and then the next tournament is all everybody can play. Nice. It's super sick. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, something else that I did want to bring up for 
Frosty Faustings is uh, I have this graphic here. Uh, but one thing that I did forget to mention is Vortex Gallery is going to be there. Uh, Vortex Gallery, they are the crew that used to be called Animevo, and they used to run all of the anime side events at Evo. They have since turned into Vortex Gallery, and now they run even more side events at Evo, uh, and they run even more crazy events everywhere. And what's this? Whoa, Whee! Vortex Oh, man. Did you? Whee! Oh, is that what you want off of uh, Punch Planet? Punch Planet. Yep. Yeah, I I, that, I think that's the first time I saw you in real person, in real life. <laughs> and I was like, hey, how's it going? And then I had to run for a pool. Uh, as I think all of us were like just going crazy, like running around yeah. like madmen. Uh, but what I did want to bring up is I have never seen a Thursday of just all casuals being brought up for... Uh, tournament before so if you see on the very left that thursday january 25th the venue opens at noon and it's all casuals all the time for the entire day That's and then awesome. and then oh, friday and saturday is when the party starts for tournaments i've been thinking about getting a an rv not a Rumbleverse, unfortunately <laughs> i'd like to have that but a recreational vehicle and towing that around to tournaments so i could avoid the hotel fee put a head-to-head -head cab inside of it <laughs> <laughs> the true world warrior experience of the 21st century that that'd be interesting uh if you if you ever do wind up doing that please document the shit out of it because i'm curious as to bro how i spent like a be. whole day watching rv videos you can look up <laughs> any model of rv there's gonna be a video of somebody giving you a tour and i was looking up the dimensions can i fit this here <laughs> maybe i can set up an office i can have a whole space to myself i'm about to get me one Dude, uh, there is a a yearly RV convention here in Austin at the convention center. <laughs> I'm watching the video. <laughs> I am not joking, but they take over the convention center and they put all kinds of RVs in there. And I've been once. It's amazing. I never thought I would be like, "Whoa, RVs are cool." But then I went and checked it out, and it's like, "Damn, there's like RVs where like you, there's you can like hide a car underneath it. So if you need a car, yeah, you yeah. just like open the side compartment. You can bring your own car and shit. It's like." There's Shit's crazy. They repurpose double decker buses and they live in it full time with their family and kids. Whoa, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's wild. I'm I'm curious of how like how that lifestyle is received. I wonder if I would like living that way. Oh, they're all like, I saved so much money. We're happier <laughs> than ever. I'm like, this looks sick. Dude, yeah, they don't have to like they don't have to pay mortgage. They don't have to pay rent. Yeah, of course, there's problems associated with it because you got to be pretty handy maintenance. Mm -hmm. The RVs. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> We're going into the old man version of the podcast now. <laughs> Dude, RVs are exciting, man. I have a good friend of mine who used to own a comedy theater here in Austin. And when the pandemic hit, they sold their half of the theater and they bought an RV and they went out to like Colorado or something. And now they just maintain campgrounds in their RV. Yeah. So. I, I feel it. I feel that the 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 dry, the 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 want to just get away from everything is becoming stronger and stronger. So I totally vibe with that. But Frosty Faustings. Speaking of wanting to get away from it all. Uh, four full days of 24 hour gaming nonstop. Dedicated casual ballroom, which I think is the first time I've seen like an actual dedicated casual ballroom, which is pretty cool. 40-plus sides tournaments courtesy of 
uh, Vortex Gallery, uh, friends of the show, uh, Daryl Bonau. Uh, they, it's funny, every time I'm at Evo and I do an episode from Evo, either Rick or um, Walt always, th like, they're like, here, just go do the show at the Vortex Gallery booth. They'll be cool. <laughs> and then I show up and they're like, hey, and then we just do a show and they show up in the show and it's awesome. Uh, so I'm super happy to see them getting more uh more opportunities to run their events because you know uh they care a lot about all of the the little the the little games that never usually that never really get to see the light of day and they like yeah. putting those like as many of them as they can uh in the limelight i i'm getting a good feeling because I, I was saying just about a year ago there was a lot of dooming around fighting games and i was like just hold on man i'm telling you things were like it was during street fighter 5 so you kind of you know oh, yeah people are burnt out <laughs> i'm like just around the corner i'm telling you things are going to be great and they are like you mentioned vortex gallery it makes me think of tampa never sleeps mm -hmm. which makes me think of all these other great projects we got going on people who are in 10 like we, we're crushing it man there's a lot of good like rick is crushing it who's not crushing it there's so many cool things going on yeah man 2024 it, it's crazy because i think we all saw like a big rise coming from the fgc right with street fighter 6 getting released uh then mortal kombat 1 and now tekken 8's coming and while we're all like a little bit wary of how the games are changing and i say we but like it's just all the same discussions when games change uh, and it's very funny. We were we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but I had never experienced a game change. Like I started in Street Fighter Four ish, so I got to see the transition from Street Fighter Four to Five, and then seeing the the transition from Five to Six, and having the same talking points be brought up about yep. Five and Six that people were bringing up about Four and Five is hilarious ah. to me. Hate to, hate to brag, but remember, do you recall a tweet that I made about mm -hmm. the order of things that people would complain about? <laughs> Holy smokes, was I was I the Jibble Damas or what? Yeah, you're yeah, Jibble Damas, 100%, 100%. They call them crazy. They, he said perfect pairing will be complained about. Well, what do we got now? It only took a few months. Yeah. I, although I feel like people are complaining about perfect pairing because they don't know how to deal with it. Just let it. I, I, I'm, I'm of the mind of just let it ride and see what people come up with. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, I'm starting to enjoy the game a lot more recently. It's starting to, as much as it is a lot of uh, guessing and a lot of high risk, low reward, and it's hard to apply your reactions and fundamentals. Though you definitely can successfully, I'm starting to see the light and starting to enjoy it a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think the next season, if they do it right, it's going to be really good. And excuse me, I I I've, I've gone on record, and I think. I'm saying I think this game can be better than Third Strike. Mm -hmm. At some point, they could make this game into something that's like the best Street Fighter ever. Right now, it's not there, but it's just season one, so it's kind of to be expected. It'll get, you know, it'll get, uh, I don't want to say old, but you'll, you'll start to see the flaws. And that's kind of where we're at now. And I think people kind of want, uh, it would have been, been nice to see a little bit of a balance patch mid-season. But, um, and one more thing is, the tournament, the CPT East was, I'd say half of it was actually awesome. And then the other half of it, it felt like I was just kind of, all right, this matchup <laughs> is a losing matchup for this character. And that's how that goes. But yeah. some of the matchups were absolutely great. And yeah, I, I, I look forward to the Capcom Cup. I hope we see a lot of good moments. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. There's, there's one thing that bothers me about Capcom Cup coming up. And... Before we even get into what bothers me, I think we need to thank the, the this person is 
as Steve used to call him, the patron saint of best of five. Die by Sword has resubscribed, so I just wanted to give him a round of applause. Die by Sword has gifted like over 200 gifts to best of five at this point. So he, Gosh dang. he is keeping the boat afloat on his own. He's the Atlas of best of five. So shout outs to Die by Sword. Uh, nice moves. Nice moves. I like that. Uh, but what worries me about Capcom Cup is last year, I thought. The fact that it was a uh, like five days long was a little too much, so I was hoping they were going to scale it back. But instead of scaling it back, they doubled down, and it, now it's seven yeah. days long. So, and you know, we were just talking about the cost of travel traveling for a tournament. Man, imagine having to be somebody who's going to go to L.A. <laughs> Hollywood for seven days yeah. <laughs> to go see, yeah. to go see Capcom Cup. Man, that's that's rough. <laughs> That's really you gotta be very creative. If you do have a job, but I hope you get like paid time off because because you're not only like it's going in two different directions. You're missing a week of work, I think, and then you're you're spending a lot of money too. So it's just oh, for an LCQ, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's it's That's difficult, a lot, man. man. It's difficult. Yeah, like yeah, die by sword in the chat saying if you want that one mil, you gotta pay. <laughs> so you gotta spend money to make money, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh, I don't gross. disagree. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's and remember, like historically, the LCQs, yeah, their stream time is kind of like I think last time it was just people on their phone streaming the LCQ for the last yeah. Capcom Cup. Is that am I remembering correctly? Uh, yeah, I think it was a couple of Capcom Cups ago where they didn't stream an entire day of it. So Red Bull gave a bunch of people phones and they were like, "Hey, go just like walk around." Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it. That's I think crazy. it was a Street Fighter Five one. Yeah, 2019. Vicious in our chat hey. says. Uh, yeah, 2019 was when that happened. Beautiful so. boomer up there. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm gonna be joining you guys soon, man. I have a feeling I'm gonna shave my head this year. I, it's gonna Ooh. happen. It, it's gonna happen. I don't know when, why, or how, but I just have that feeling in the like in the depths of my uh my. Stomach. I'll grow my back out as a backup plan, man. Okay, hell yeah, hell yeah. Part of me wants to just keep this as a wig. Just like cut this off, keep it as a wig. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> um, RVs and hairlines. We're RVs and hairlines, man. Yeah, the, the best of five has truly aged. <laughs> We're reaching midlife crisis here. Uh, I I am super excited to see Frosty Frosties though. Uh, not this coming weekend, but next weekend. Uh, I I don't know why, but in my in my own brain, uh, I've always put a lot of stock on. At the time, KIT and now Frosties, because they were kind of like the big setups for the new year. And with the amount of excitement coming out, like going into Frosties and like with the big releases coming like right before and during Frosties, right? Like I'm looking at the graphic now for the tournament. If you look all the way on the right, Sunday, January 28th, Tekken 8 release party in the Grand Ballroom. Like, I don't think I've ever experienced a, a major tournament having a release party for a game before. So I think that's pretty yeah, bad. You, you need a bit of luck for that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because like you could see this as a positive or like uh I forget whether it was like last year or two years ago where Rick had to deal with like game updates like the week of <laughs> the tournament. Dang. So you had to like worry about like updating everything or making sure things work and don't work, etc. Like right before a major tournament. So I can't even imagine how stressful that shit is. Oh, that's going to be pretty interesting because, as you mentioned before, there's people who are playing on a uh, version 
on mm -hmm. a uh, personal computer. Yep. But they might release it at a different something something, and then they try to do combos that they knew, but it ain't gonna work that day. So I was like, oh no, <laughs> foiled again. Yeah, I'm curious to see the all the prodigies <laughs> of Tekken Eight. <laughs> uh, with that said, though, I'm also super curious to see Under Night Two, man. Under Under Night Two is cool. Uh, oh, the rollback is such a big deal, man. Mm -hmm. That was the number one reason. Like, I I really like the game. I can play a few matches. You know how when you first play a game, you don't know how bad the netcode is until you really get good at the game. Yeah. And then once me and Ryan Hunter, uh, I got actually like sold the game to him. I was like, dude, this game is sick. You try it out. And then he actually gifted me a copy of it on Steam so we could play each other. And we lasted about two sets where we're like, I'm supposed to block that overhead, right? That overhead's not supposed to hit me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I'm so happy that, and this is the first time I think that Arxis is actually publishing uh, Undernight, an Undernight game, so I think they probably had a hand in uh, implementing the rollback netcode, which is pretty cool. Uh, my favorite Undernight story is Evo 2017, Flo almost ruined Undernight, the Undernight tournament. Uh, first of all, wow. rest in peace, Flo. He passed away last year, for those of you that don't know. But he was in pools with Clearlamp, who was the person who was picked to win the tournament. And he went to last game last round <laughs> <laughs> with Clearlamp. So if, carry over, man. Yeah, if like one little thing would have gone wrong, Flo would have completely ruined that whole tournament. It would have been so funny. Uh, Clearlamp did wind up winning. Uh, but, uh, but I, you know, you could, you could only wonder what if. Like the the like w in a different timeline where Flo won that match, uh, that'd be really funny. If you're a two D fighting game player, Street Fighter, KOF, you should try Under Night because I think that's probably the the anime that translates the best over like uh, as far as fundamentals, footsies, and it feels so intuitive. I I don't exaggerate. The 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 moment I picked a character, played a match, what are my moves? I was playing it. It felt mm -hmm. so crazy. I was like, wow, I can play this game. It's awesome. Out of curiosity, who did you who who was your your main? Who do you think? Was it the was it the lady with the whip? Nope. Somebody who people think sucks. <laughs> I have <laughs> no you. idea. Oh, okay, got it. I had a Gordo. I had a Gordo for a while. Uh, I thought that guy was fun to play, but then I never got too far in the game. So maybe Undernight Two is gonna be my my Gordo comeback. You know. We'll... Yeah, with the rollback, I'll probably try out more characters. Hell yeah. All right, Lord Automatic, first of all, uh, welcome to Best of Five. I am ecstatic to have you here. Uh, and I cannot wait to see what kind of shenanigans we come up with in future episodes. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other thoughts about what we've discussed today before we have to sign off? Nope. Sick. Although I'm very excited to be here as well. <laughs> And I think this is a good start to something, and we'll do some future episodes. Maybe we can do some skits, and uh, I'll start to, you know, I'll start to stream and warm it up, and then, you know, oh yeah, we'll start to make some start to make some plays happen. Yeah, twenty twenty four is the year of best of five, and the year of automatic, and the year of the FGC. Our chemistry is good. Yes, and of course, you know a little something or other about chemistry because you're the owner of the world's strongest lab. So, mm, mm, mm. so. Uh, I, I trust I trust your chemistry knows more than most other people in the FGC. This has been another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon. This is Lord Automatic. Automatic. And we will catch you all 
in the next one. We'll, we'll be back next week. I, I don't, we, we don't have a sign off yet, uh, but we'll, we'll figure something out. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Maybe, can we do like a little hype? Like a, this way, I'll do a hype. Okay. Hey, you're already there. And pow. All right. Later. <laughs>